Do you like shaking hands, giving side hugs, and kissing babies? If not, this podcast is for you. Hear about how you can customize your networking style to fit your personality and schedule. We will teach you how to make a shared experience chart and host successful networking events. Never fear who you will talk to at an event again. Stay tuned for all the tea. If you enjoy the Miss Biz podcast, but still have questions or need advice, we have some exciting news for you. Join us for Miss Biz Connects. Miss Biz Connects is a weekly one-hour Zoom call on Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is one hour each week dedicated to you. We want to meet you and put our brains together to help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. To access the meeting link, visit us on our social media pages at Miss Biz Podcast or send us an email to MissBizPod at gmail.com. Join us this Friday and let's grow the Miss Biz Nation. Lady bosses, are you working even after putting the kids to bed but still not getting results? Are you tired of spending money on ads that aren't getting engagement? Do you feel burdened that you aren't fulfilling your purpose in life because you are so consumed with work? I'm your host, Brooke Boltz. I'm an attorney and founder of Boltz Legal. I started my business and in one year was bringing in seven figures and am now bringing in multi-seven figures. And I'm your co-host, Rachel Boltz, owner of Boltz Media. I've helped many businesses build their online presence and increase their revenue through digital marketing. Wanna hear how we did it? We are here to help you achieve your goals personally, professionally, and spiritually. So kick off your high heels, Sit back and let's ignite that passion. We're Miss Biz, where we're putting the Miss in Biz. Let's get Biz done. I would rather go to the dentist for a four-hour appointment than go to a networking event. I was reminded of this recently when I was invited to an open house for a new business that was starting and I knew a few people going. And when I got there, I spoke to those people that I knew and then suddenly was scanning the room, trying to figure out who I was gonna talk to next and became very uncomfortable. I learned quickly when I became a lawyer that the rainmakers were those that did the best financially. And there was, in the firm I was with, it's a huge law firm, uh, there was one particular partner who was the most successful at bringing in new business. And so when I had the opportunity to meet him, I was so excited because I thought that I could watch him and see what he was doing so that I could emulate it and start to become a rainmaker as well. The problem was that when I met him, I was immediately disappointed not disappointed in, in him, but disappointed in myself because I recognized how different of a personality I was. He was the type of personality that could walk into a room and 
instantly make everyone feel comfortable. He could walk from stranger to stranger and make them feel as if they were his best friend within seconds. And I knew that wasn't me. I I just didn't have that type of personality. And so I instantly became discouraged and thought how you know, I'm, I'm never going to be able to achieve those levels of success. I'm never going to be able to be a rainmaker because that's just not my nature. So for me in building a business, it's been a process of self-discovery and trial and error in finding ways to network that fit with my personality style. So going to those type of events that are you know, traditionally a happy hour environment where I walk into a room of strangers and have to fend for myself in finding conversations to initiate, those are not my jam. I don't do well in those environments. Now, Rachel, on the other hand, is, is that type of personality. She is a vibrant person people person and does really well in those environments to me it's really important to find an opportunity where you can build a relationship with someone and in those large networking traditional atmospheres it's very difficult because essentially it's like a 30 second speed dating from person to person and all that's really happening is you're exchanging business cards between person and person so we have been taught that there are two types of communication and factors that are involved with relationship building. Those are informational and experiential. Informational is basically the information you're retrieving and exchanging between you and the other communicators. So who you are, where you're from, what you do, and all of the basic facts. But there's another factor that plays into developing a relationship with someone, and that is the experiential factor. That is where you you and the other person actually share experiences together and take part in new adventures and journeys and really bond together. And I, um, I have created what I call a shared experience chart so that when I do meet new people and they give me their business card or I get their contact information some way, I add them to my chart. And my chart has columns for, of course, their name, their profession, uh, their contact information, and then a note section where I, I jot down the informational things that I've learned about them. You know, do they have kids? What kind of hobbies do they have? Things that I want to remember for future reference um, when I meet with them again. Then I have columns for different types of shared experiences that I could invite them to. I'll, I'll, I'll put a check mark under however, whatever experience I met them with initially. Perhaps it was just an email or maybe a phone call or perhaps it was at a networking event. I'll, I'll check that off and then I'll remember, okay, I, I have done this 
one experience with this person. Now let me invite them to lunch. And I, I won't forget the things that I've done with different people. So the chart helps me to keep track of the experiences that I've done with certain people, but it also helps me to recognize what more I can do to keep building that relationship. Because if I haven't yet invited them to go to lunch, I can look at the chart and see, okay, this week I wanna send out these emails or have my scheduling assistant send out these emails to schedule lunches with these five or 10 people over the next couple months so that I can keep moving those relationships forward. I think the chart is an excellent tool to have in your toolbox so that you can ensure that you're taking all of the right and necessary steps to improve your relationship with that person that you're trying to meet. I know for me and with schedules always being so busy, lunch is one of the best opportunities that I have to have a shared experience with someone because we all have to eat. So why not take advantage of that time where I'm going to be eating already and invite somebody or a couple of people to share in that experience with me to deepen the relationship. I like going to lunch with people as well because it's one-on-one. -on -one. It, it's an hour or so long and it, it opens the door to having deeper conversation beyond what you traditionally would have in a happy hour type environment. Um, for me, it's been really eye-opening to be able to incorporate those people that I want to network with into my everyday social life. So for example, if my birthday is coming up and I'm going to be having a get together for my birthday or, or perhaps the 4th of July or some other holiday, instead of just inviting my friends and family that typically come, I will invite a handful of business professionals that I want to build relationship with as well and then they may bring their spouse or their children if it's a family event and now the relationship is growing because we are taking that um, friendship to the next level and it's saving time for all of us because we're building that relationship without having to schedule something additional beyond what we were already planning to do. Play dates are another good opportunity. If whoever you're trying to meet with has children and you yourself have children or even have dogs, um, it's a great opportunity to invite them to do something together. That way you can build a relationship not only with that person and really get to know them, but also that you can build a relationship with their families as well. Also, and this may be, you know, seem far out there for some of you, but I go on an annual girls trip with a group of girlfriends and I invited um, someone that I wanted to get to know better um, personally and professionally on our last girls trip. And it really took our friendship level you know, to a much higher place that probably would have taken years to get to otherwise. Um, so, so if you, have those type of events you go on. I, I know 
uh, I have another friend who goes on annual hiking trips with a group of people. So if there's just a hiking trip that you're going on with a group or a girl's trip or whatever type of trip you're going on, if it involves a group of people and you have the freedom to invite others, start thinking about people that would be interested in going that you could invite so that you could could just expand those relationships and those shared experiences to new levels um, by doing the things you already are going to do and doing the things you already enjoy. Even something as simple as scheduling a Zoom call or picking up the phone and calling whoever you're trying to build a relationship with, that is considered a shared experience. That is somewhere where you are taking time out of your day to focus on building a rapport and a relationship with that person. So it's important to make sure that not only are you meeting these people um, during events, but you're also continuing to have that relationship on a more intimate level by keeping in touch with them. Also, you can turn networking events into a more effective um, time by inviting people to the events. So, for example, if you're planning to go to a Chamber of Commerce event, then invite that person that you want to get to know better to come to the chamber event with you. Now it won't be so uncomfortable to have to walk around and introduce yourself to strangers. You can use that time to build the relationship with the person you invited while also meeting and engaging with others. If there's any particular type of hobbies that you have, like let's say you really like to play golf or you really like to go bowling, those are all great opportunities to invite people to to attend so that you can continue to build a relationship with them because it is so much more intimate in the respect that you are focused on those team building activities where you have to work together versus just eating together or just going to a happy hour together. There's so much more substance behind it. you need to know become aware of procrastination the act of putting off something that needs to be done be aware both of the desire to procrastinate and of what you do about it that is your method of delaying Look more clearly at what leads to procrastination and see what strategies work to modify or overcome it. And when we talk about procrastination, we're not talking about, you know, waiting to respond to an email because you need to think about what you're going to say or um, waiting to, you know, do a job more effectively. We're talking about putting off the things that are important that are that you view as a nuisance. So, for example, I do not like going to the doctor. And the reason why I don't like going to the doctor is because I'm relatively healthy and I know it's going to take time and my blood work is more than likely going to come back fine. So to avoid procrastination, we need to start doing the things that are in our best interest and put our best foot forward. You can also be efficient at setting those appointments and try to set as many as you can on one day so that it is not taking away from multiple days of productivity. Boom.
I've always been envious of people who play golf because they say that business deals are made on the golf course and I don't play golf. So trying to find that corollary of what I can do to build those relationships in the same way as you can on a golf course has been a challenge. So these are some of the ideas and some of the things that I've incorporated to help um, grow those relationships outside of the golf course. I want to talk briefly, too, about the importance of hosting your own networking events. Um, and, and I'll say that if you attend these events, that's, that's great. You can attend other people's events that they're hosting. And, but perception is reality. And so people perceive you at those events as being another networker, another marketer, another salesperson, someone who's hustling um, out working their business. But if you're the host, if you are the headliner at an event, there's just a different perception there. And people will line up after the event to wait for the opportunity to talk with you, um, which they wouldn't do if you were just another attendee at a networking event. And so that perception is important to creating yourself as an authority figure in whatever your uh, professional space is. I started doing this, um, it's been probably eight months ago now, where I started hosting um, events called Max Med Connections, is the name of the, of the, the group, for medical providers. And it's a, a networking event that I host, um, not every month, but every few months, where we do some type of interactive experience together. We've done things like a sushi making class. We've done a wine and cheese pairing class. We've done um, a driving range golf course before. Uh, we've done a, dancing. a line dancing class with a mechanical bowl. Just fun, interactive things. And in doing, and, and the premise is to bring people together through a shared experience to do something interactive and hopefully break the ice for those people who are like me, who are uncomfortable just walking up and starting a conversation. So by doing something together, hopefully that opens the door to, to start the conversation through the interactive activity. And then there's usually about a 30 minute time period where I give a presentation. Uh, it's oftentimes on a business growth related topic because medical providers and doctors are, are, are working to build their businesses in the same way that other businesses are. And so by giving that talk or that speech, it um, creates my authority or, or it creates a perception of authority that I am the host, I'm the, the speaker, I'm the headliner of the event. And I find that um, it's had the impact that I was mentioning that people are more interested in getting to know me because they see me in that light as opposed to just another person there walking around, you know, meeting people. So it's, it's just incredibly important to host your own events. It can be as big or as small as you are comfortable with, and, but, but it really creates that perception that um, helps move the needle towards um, you being an authority figure in your professional space. 
And I think when you talk, when we're talking about the MaxMed Connection event, a huge part of what makes that so successful is that not only is Brooke coordinating everything and, and doing these really fun activities and shared experiences together, but she's also doing an entire presentation speech where she is talking about very specific topics that will add value to their life. So people, not only do they line up to meet her after she's done with whatever she was speaking about that evening, but they're also thinking about everything that she has said after the event, which is the whole point in doing those. So you want to, when you're hosting your event, create an experience that people are going to remember. You don't want it to be deemed as just another networking event. And I'll say that the the speech that you give can make or break you um, because if it if it's boring or if it's a sales pitch then you're gonna lose your audience they don't I, I don't go up there and tell them why my law firm is the best one they should be hiring like I do not do that I try to talk about things that I've learned through books I've read and I incorporate personal experiences um, to be genuine and open about, you know, successes and failures that I've had. And I, I put some business principles that I've learned oftentimes through courses or coaching or books that I've read um, to, to impart those teachings that have been impactful to me and, and um, also put in there some of my own personal experiences. I also then generally incorporate a time where people get into small groups to discuss a specific topic that relates to my speech. So for example, if we're talking about networking, we'll break into small groups where they'll talk about, you know, how they network or what's been the most successful networking event that they've been to those type of things so um so it's encouraging them to talk to people that they don't know but it's not so uncomfortable because they have a topic to talk about and sometimes i even put them into to groups so that they don't have to be concerned about which group to join or who's who, sh who they should talk to the key to building effective relationships is to show them that you can add value to their life. It's not about what they can do for you or what they can give to you. And if you go in there with that mindset that, you know, uh, they're going to send all their business to me, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. You have to go in there to mutually have a desire to build a relationship with that person to get to know them. Um, um, and that's all part of integrity that we we talk about. Um, so you want to make sure that like in everything that you do, you're putting the other person's needs above your own because that's the most that's the most effective way to build that relationship. So if you do go to an event as an attendee, um, it's a great opportunity to have a to begin a conversation, get a business card, but but I, I wouldn't sell myself. Like, I, I don't use that as the opportunity to give a one-minute elevator speech. I, I just don't. I don't feel that it leaves the right impression, and I don't feel that it's an environment where there is enough of an opportunity to really 
sell them even if I wanted to. Um, people don't like to be sold to. So I use it as an opportunity. Hi, this is who I am. This is what I do. What do you do? Tell me about yourself. Do you have a family? You know, tell me some things about yourself and then take a business card, then come back to the office. And my follow-up is not, hey, wanted to let you know I'm still here and how good I am and how much you should hire me and why I'm the best. It's, hey, would you like to join me for lunch? Would you like to come to my Memorial Day get together? Would you like to um, set a Zoom call so we could, you know, pick up where we left off? So your, your approach and your goal is truly to build relationship. It's not to make a sale. And if you can change that perspective, um, it takes the pressure off of you know trying to achieve any specific goal. And it makes networking a lot more enjoyable because you're really just making friends. Absolutely. Changing your perspective and making sure that you're networking in a way that you love is crucial. Um, it's going to help add value to the types of networking that you are currently doing, and it's going to help you build the most effective relationships within the best time frame that suits your individual needs. You know we're all about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case, no trouble. All about that case, about that case. At Bolts Legal, we are all about your case. Text or call to schedule a free consultation for all your legal needs. BoltsLegal.com. So our goal today was to help bring some realization to the fact that networking doesn't have to be done in the traditional way all the time. You can customize your networking plan to your personality and what you enjoy and, and fit it into the time parameters that you have available. For example, I oftentimes have to turn down dinner um, invites and ask to, to set it for something during business hours because I have three children who I have to help with homework each night and I have a three-year-old and that's really the only time that I have to spend with him so I try to limit myself to one or two evening hour events per month and everything else we're gonna have to fit during business hours, during a lunch or a coffee appointment or something like that. So through implementing these tools, hopefully you can do the same. You can, you can incorporate networking into your schedule so that it doesn't become a burden emotionally or on your time constraints. So we hope that you found this podcast helpful. Um, and that you'll be able to incorporate some of these tips and strategies that work for you. And most importantly, network in a way that you love. Happy networking. We appreciate you and are honored to be on this journey with you. We can't wait to help you 
to encourage you and show you how to grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. If you found Miss Biz helpful, please leave a review and share with others. You can follow us on social media at Miss Biz Podcast. For legal questions or services, please visit boltslegal.com. And for digital marketing needs, please visit boltsmedia.com. Let's get biz done.